Today, I want to get into the depths of what is going on. The first thing is the truth. I want you to know what the unemployment rate is really like, how it's broken down. I have done this in previous videos. I will give you the updates on this information. The second thing I want to look at is what's coming, what's going on in the near future. I will give you the highlights there. And the third is the financial extremes. I'm going to show you something most people are not aware of. If you stay until the end, I'm going to show you you one company that didn't go the route of offshoring all their jobs, that didn't go the route of trying to produce goods away, far, far away, and try to bring those goods in. And they have been very successful so far, all of that and more. Let's begin. The unemployment rate, you usually hear about this referenced with the U3 statistic, but it isn't really the case because if you look at the U3 statistics, you don't know who's actually unemployed. Does that make sense? No, of course not. U3 unemployment rate, you could see currently at a laughable 4.6%. This is not an accurate measure of what we had seen. Now, before this situation went on 2020, the rate was much, much lower. In fact, it was in January 2020, 3.5%. And then it skyrocketed up to 14 14.8 as there were mass layoffs now coming down to 4.6 percent but modern gps how is this possible how could they be showing this rate at 4.6 percent and it's not true what are you telling me here well if people are discouraged for a short period of time just a few weeks they end up off of the list that's right, just a few weeks, and suddenly you're not unemployed anymore, but you are unemployed? Yes, but let's look a little bit deeper. 100,450,000. More than 100 million not in the labor force for the 14th straight month. No job, not looking. That's the reality of the situation. You could measure this in different ways, but when you look at the civilian labor force participation rate, it shows a very different picture than the U3 unemployment rate. You can measure this in many ways. Go directly to the BLS website and you will see it for yourself. You are looking at the U3, but you can also look at the U6. It's a more broad look at the unemployment rate. You can go to other resources like ShadowStats, which calculated based on old ways, the 1980s, 1990s, whether that's unemployment, inflation, and so on, and it gives you a different picture. So which is the most accurate? Well, we're never going to be able to tell precisely what it is, but we know that that 4.6%, which eventually will probably be in the negative, that's how crazy things are, that it doesn't match up to reality. Look at the fact that there are over 40 million people today in the United States on food stamps. You could see all of the different programs that are in place, the child tax credit, all of the assistance programs that were taking place temporarily, which have been going on and on and on. Some of them have been weeding off, but this is something that we have trillions of dollars being flood, flooded in to you know, uh, different places and parts, but it always makes its way somewhere. But the average individual in the end doesn't really get to see the benefits. I wanted to show you this one. You know, you're used to seeing Santa Claus in the malls. You're used to seeing people have their children take pictures with Santa, but 
maybe not this year. Labor shortages reach the North Pole. Santas are in short supply as demand rises, and some remain weary of having to deal with the current conditions, let's just say. I want to know what you think of that. Do you think Santa Claus is going to be in short supply this year? You could see, though, what is not in short supply, and that is debt. Student and car loans are excessive. In fact, every single month, they go up. Just, just look at that. Every single month. You could look this data up on your own. It's in front of you. I could tell you right now. Next month, it's up. Okay, you don't need to be a genius to figure this one out. Why? But why? It's because number one, everything is predicated around the fact that don't worry, you can finance it. And the second thing is simply that debt is cheap. But what happens when that debt becomes more expensive? Not even expensive, but more expensive. That's right. Suddenly things get a little difficult. Speaking of cars, cars cost more than ever, and they're selling faster. Look at this. Of course, they they mentioned the fact that, you know, without the chips, you're going to have problems with sales, and that's kind of what's happening right now. But you're looking at the average new vehicle price in the United States heading towards $45,000. Just a year ago, $35,000. They just go on and on. You could see the retail discount depending on the automaker, looking at the average number of days a new vehicle spent at the dealership before being sold. So this is just showing you beginning of 2020 timeframe. Okay, then, you know, for those first few months, things were kind of wacky, but look at this down, 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 and sitting at, I think it's hard to get that, 20, 20 days. Previous, it was at 73. So you know that things have certainly changed when it comes to the vehicles. U.S. light vehicle sales, these are all over the place. But you know what you're seeing with heavy, if they had the heavy in here, uh, they have definitely picked up. There's no doubt about that. At least the demand has picked up, I should say. Average weeks from chip order to delivery. And this, I think, is really important. 12.4 to now 21.9. And many of these different semiconductor companies are saying, uh, you're going to be waiting a while, so get used to it. Latest threat in the supply chain nightmares is a storm season at sea. Coast Guard issues winter advisory for the ships off California. Cargo vessels wait time reaches 14 days at the port of LA. You got the storms coming in. We've already seen some examples of this. A bunch of containers falling into the ocean. I just think it's one thing on top of another. The supply chain is much more fragile than we make it out to be. And that's why at the end of this video, I'm going to be showing you one company that doesn't rely so much on that, that produces domestically and has done extremely well. Let's break this down, however, in the Money GPS Insights. Right now, at this time, unemployment statistics do not reflect reality. I have documented this over and over again. Today, people are quitting their jobs or they're being forced to leave, and that's put in a hole inside of their supposedly unemployment rate. But we know that that is not an accurate statistic. Today, millions of people, they need government support. They need that stimulus. And what happens when that starts to be eliminated, whether it's slowly or quickly? 
of course, it will have an impact on the economy as a whole. While you can have a group of people with a lot of money to spend, you need the vast majority of the middle class to be prosperous in order to have true growth. If you do agree with this message, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Let me know what you're thinking. It's right down there. Thank you. Place your bets. That's right. This article out of Bloomberg is talking about the power grid being just another casino for energy traders. If you have the time, go into the links under the sources or just search that title out. This is a fantastic article. I will not be able to get into it all. I have saved this one because I actually want to do a full breakdown of it. And it's always going to be relevant. So I want to be able to get into this issue in depth. But for the time being, when Green Hat Energy collapsed after blowing millions speculating on power prices, it became plain. Energy traders are essentially gambling and rate payers back every bet. Isn't that intriguing? Isn't that interesting? Look at this. Betting on congestion. On a low demand day, consumers get the cheapest energy available on the grid. Number two, say it's hot and every customer is using air conditioning. Energy bottlenecks occur. The grid is said to be congested. More expensive providers are brought online to meet that demand. All consumers pay the new price, higher price, though lower cost providers are still paid at lower rates. The temperatures continue to rise. Demand surges operators bring on reserve plants, which are more, sometimes much more expensive. And basically, it talks about the fact that these instances here where we have this, which is an occurrence that takes place here and there, there are energy traders that are taking advantage of these leaps in the prices. This happens right here. I mean, it gets into all the detail. That's sort of just the oversimplification of it. But imagine you as a consumer, you as an individual, you as a person, you're just a human being trying to heat your home, trying to keep the lights on. And there are not only the companies involved here, maybe it's the government that's involved. But on top of all of this, you have financial instruments that are taking advantage of what you're trying to do you know, with your basic needs. And this is why I always stress this. When I see others out there, won't mention any names, that are talking about information, you know, this stock and that stock, we got to peel back the layers and we got to understand what's happening. This is not about one company or another. This is not about who's you know in that political spectrum or whatever. We have to know the depths of this financial system at least one or two layers in to realize how dangerous this really is for you just in your normal daily lives. People say, ah, who cares? Look into it, you will see. Now, Credit Suisse was heavily involved with Archegos. Archegos, they failed. That is still, you know, the damage, the extent of it is still being understood. But Credit Suisse now, they're going to slash ties with hedge funds to focus on its core business of catering to the global rich. They've got the money, and so they are going to be dealing with them more extensively. Essentially, they're trying to get rid of the Archegos from their balance sheets, from all their portfolios, and from their dealings. Why? Because it didn't work out so well. They lost just 
billions and billions of dollars on this. They get into that, but I just want to show you how there's profit to be made, but there's also a lot of losses with these financial companies. Just because they're a hedge fund, just because they're a multi-billion dollar business, doesn't mean that they're profitable. Gas and coal will be the tightest since 2014 this winter, Duke says. Duke has strong reserves, but customers face higher prices, supply chain snags affecting the global renewable products. Look, I've just been covering this over and over and over again. You know what I'm talking about here, and it will affect you because why? Coal futures, natural gas futures, no matter what energy source you are choosing, if you're pulling that from the system, that's going to be more expensive. That's why I suggest to everybody, if you have the means to get prepared on your own, please, please do it. Whatever that entails. If that means getting solar panels on your roof because you live in an area where that's a good source of energy, you can do that. If geothermal is better for you, you can do geothermal. If you can get a well in your backyard, if you can get a garden in the backyard, if you can make these things happen for yourself, you are not going to be a victim when the prices rise. And guess what? If everything's you know reasonably priced and everything's sort of normal, no worries. You're all good. You don't need to worry either way. It's a no-lose situation in my opinion. But anyway, this is the one company. Check this out. Canada Goose. I'm sure you've heard of it. Their homemade strategy sidesteps the supply chain snarls. Company makes most of the products in Canada. They've stacked up material. They expect no material headwinds from supplier shipping. This is a Toronto-based company that produces jackets that are like $1,000. And quite frankly, they're producing the products uh, locally and they don't have any issues. They're not having supply chain issues. They might have it on the way out, but certainly locally, not a problem. We need to understand that we can do things locally. And yes, it is more expensive. The, the market's not there for everybody, but I think a lot of people are starting to realize I'm willing to pay a few more dollars to get the products that are produced here. And that's a simple matter of fact, not for everybody, not for the majority of people, but for the people who are aware, they're saying, you know what? I'm willing to pay that. I'm going to get probably a better product in the end anyway, right? Okay, really quickly, just these two things. Year to date, the best for uh, the best year for commodities since 1973. And it's probably going to go higher, so it probably will, will be the best year ever. I have been telling people for all for over a year now to get rid of your seven shares of Amazon by seven two by fours, essentially highlighting the commodities. I'll be criticized left, right, etc. It doesn't even matter. Those people don't even watch the videos. I've been talking about that, showing you that, and yet it's the best year since 1973. So anybody that moved out of Amazon stock, which is approximately at the same level it was back at the beginning of the year, would have done much better in commodities. But that's a whole different story. Global leading indicators point to a deceleration ahead, just showing you the SOC index, which is the semiconductors, as well as the ISM new orders. This is not looking good. We don't know what's going to happen with the stocks themselves, but you know, you, you can look at it, quite frankly, with the economy and see what's going on. Look at the real unemployment. Look at all the statistics and figures. If you appreciated the information, hit that thumbs up button. I'm trying to bring you the depths of the knowledge right here instead of just skimming over the top and people are just not going to learn the depths. You've got to learn what's really going on. Empower yourself to learn the truth. If you appreciate that, simply hit that thumbs up button. It's right down there to support the channel. If you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. Click it and I'll see you there.